Episode 23 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Javid. Joining me this week, Nick Phil from Norfolk. Kelly Sparrow. Rebecca Braddock from Portsmouth. Hello. And making his de- debut, Jess Nicole from Staines. Hi, guys. Right, so um, Spurs victory. Um, my initial thoughts were really poor first half. Um, we just didn't look at the races, we're a bit sloppy in our passing um, just looks reminiscent of the way we've been playing for the last few weeks and uh, second second half was really good um, it was a bit more like the Spurs of a few months ago and, it was, and I think the positives for me were obviously Chadley scoring Ericsson who I think we said on the pod last week I think he hasn't scored since the Sheffield United game and and Harry Kane getting to 30 goals, um, which is the first Spurs player since Gary Lineker to do that, um, and obviously 20 Premier League goals. So that's all the good points. Um, Jess, what's your take on the game? Well, I actually thought the first half was a little bit more encouraging because we seem to have a bit more snap off the ball, not so much on it, agreed. But um, no, I, I actually I was quite pleased we didn't get a temp, good tempo on the ball. We didn't pass the ball quick enough. We didn't create a great deal. Chadley scored a great goal. But I just thought Bentaleb and Polinio in the middle of midfield looks very busy. And Newcastle had absolutely nothing for me. So, yeah, second half, yeah, we should we should have won 4 or 5 1. I mean, we, uh, Kane's been unlucky with that chance that's cleared off the line. Um, Lamella was unlucky with a little ball that slipped through. Crawl made a very good save. Fazio could have been lucky with a goal. So, all in all, whilst I think as Newcastle have got problems of immense proportions, I actually thought that Polinio and Bentaleb in the middle of midfield set the tempo today and first half were industrious. I thought second half, they bossed it. I think it's interesting that Palinio got he got bad of the match on Sky and... Uh... You know, if we, if we go back, we don't have to go back too long ago. Two weeks ago, that Burnley game, he was shocking. Um, and I'm Indeed. Sure, I'm sure there are a few raised eyebrows when, when everybody looks at the team sheet today. But Yeah, I did. I thought, oh, no, Paulinho, dear, oh, God. But, you know, he played really I just, well. Yeah, but I just think Mason had, had, you know, sort of run into a bit of a cul-de-sac. And I, I think yeah. Mason actually needed to be taken out of the firing line. You know, and sometimes it's not, you know, the old, the old cliche was you've been dropped. It's not. It's not like that anymore. Now, now you have to have a little bit of rotation. I just think Mason, for his benefit, just needed to be pulled rested. out. And I, yeah, I don't even think it's rested. I think it's more of a tactical thing. And I think with um, Polinio, give him a go, and and he come up trumps. Oh, <laughs> hello! He's <laughs> come up trumps. Oh, that, that happens. Sorry. Um, re- <laughs> Rebecca, what was your take on the game? That first half was really quite dull to watch. It was really slow. It was really laboured. And the second half was much, much better. There seemed a lot more pace. Um, Polina had a really good game against the odds. Um, There were a number of people, and I am one of those, who are not overly enthused by him. Lamella is best left nothing said about him at all. And, um, yes, Mr. Kane, very pleased to see his goal go in, shouted quite a bit, scared the dog who went scurrying off to her bed, looking at me like I'd just murdered a mouse. <laughs> so, um, three points is three points. It's always good. And it's broken our not winning, if you like. It's not helped Newcastle, but that's not really my problem. It means I won't go into work tomorrow thinking, oh, God. And sitting and waiting for the, so, uh, and that's the what happened at the weekend? <laughs> And it's it's always nice to win, and I think if you if you look at the overall, if you look at the game and compare it to the the last time we 
won a match which, which was Leicester. And I know that was, you know, 4-3 and on the face of it, if, if, if somebody landed from Mars and, and looked at that scoreline, they'd think, oh, yeah, 4-3, lots of goals, Harry Kane hat-trick. But I didn't I didn't enjoy the Leicester game. I don't, I don't think it was the best performance. No, it wasn't. And I, th- but... I think this was better. It's a bit more encouraging. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you look at the table, um, I know there's still a few games to be played, but we're, we're now six. One point ahead of Southampton, who we're playing next. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later, but um, it puts, puts us in a good position and i hope it can be a springboard you know just give give us that little lift going into the last few games mm. yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean i thought the first half was you know okay so so not too bad we sort of put a lot of effort into it um i think a few people put on the, uh, on the website about you know lamella uh, i think it was pretty pretty ordinary the first 20 minutes everything he tried yeah. just didn't come off yeah i'm not knocking the guys he does tr- Try, he really tries, but I just I don't really see anything at the moment that's improved in the start of the season on the lad. Um, but second half, I think Carol said it, sexy football, one-touch football, was very nice. Um, obviously, I had Spurs 2-1 with a little bet, which I was quite pleased, and then Kane ruins it all with the third goal, but delighted, really delighted. Good performance all round. Uh, just, just a few observations. Obviously, it was great to get Vertonghen back in the team. That was good. Um Larice. Now, is he injured, or is he trying to trying to do a trying maneuver? Do a trying to no, no he he apparently he was back in training on Thursday. He's not quite ready. He will be fine for the Southampton game. Is what I'm led to believe. Good. I think with Larice, and you know, we've said this before. You know, he's he's obviously having shoulders above. Vorm, he's 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 a sweeper keeper as well, which which Vorm isn't. But like with any good goalkeeper, if you've got a good goalkeeper, it's not just about the shots that he saves and all of that, but it's the co- the confidence he gives to the the players in front of him to, to the to the back four. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And hopefully, when we get him back, and we've got the Tongan back, that will help some of the players around, whether that's Dyer or Fazio, mm. um, whoever's. Um, We'll be playing at the back. Um, just so we t- we mentioned Paulinho and Lamella, right? So two of the famous magnificent seven, um, one of whom had a really good game today, you know, which was unexpected, man of the match, as we said, and the other one that um, came back into the team after a long absence and, and didn't do <laughs> particularly well. So th- the question is, right? Do we think Lamella? And Paulinho have a future at Spurs, or uh, or if they haven't, well, particularly in the case of Paulinho, has he has he given some, something um, for Poch to think about, as in, you know, actually I have got a future, or has he just said, well, this is what I can do, and, and he's sort of played himself into the shop window. Mm, um... And that depends, doesn't it, really, whether you're going to take today's game as a basis for the business that happens over the season. Sorry, over the close season. Because if you are on today's basis, you're not going to sell anyone, are you? No. But if you look well, at no, no one the whole, then you're probably going to say, well, you know, they haven't been at the standard we would expect. And I guess that's for Potts to decide. Yeah. Does he uh, wait Paulinho, though? That's the thing. What, what I will say is he's been very evident players that he doesn't like have got nowhere near the squad. Polinio has been round the squad all yeah. the time. He hasn't necessarily started, but he's either been on the bench or he's made a cup appearance or he's done this, that, and the other. He's never been cast out. So I think you can you can put you can tick off the Capoues, the Cabals, the Adebayors. They're they're yeah. gone. Their history. I think Polinio he he sees a player in there, and maybe the 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 fact that he had three years near enough without a break, and, and then yeah. we signed him. Um, Maybe he's going to give him a chance and see what he's got. So, as for Lamella, Lamella's still young. I thought second half, when we got him further up the pitch, he looked more effective. Like, he set up Kane's goal. He was very unlucky with a chance we've owned. I'll tell you, a very important substitution today was Dembele. When Dembele come in, that killed the game. That was Newcastle done. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't start Dembele. Um, ahead of ahead of um, 
Mason and instead of Paulinho, but there you go. I'm not a football manager. Pop cheers. So. Oh, I think that's the general consensus, yeah, that, to be fair. But I I think that Dembele's only just come back from injury. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's why he was on the bench. But, you know, maybe he could have played instead of Lamella. So you have Lamella and Chadley. So you've got two big guys up there in the sort of three behind the one with Ericsson sort of doing whatever he's got to do. But um, yeah, it, it turned out all right. So. It turned out well. It turned out well, you know. Good win in the end. Nice football, more like the Tottenham I would want to see anyway. Not yeah, about yeah, I agree. playing some football. Yeah, it was a, it was a much better second half. Newcastle are dreadful though, to be fair. So um, they look short absolutely, of, they are they look absolutely yeah. short of confidence. Yeah. And they just don't know where the next win's coming from. Which, to be fair, it's hilarious because you know I don't care, but I care about Tottenham, and it was just nice to see us looking like um, the team I'd, I've supported that plays one touch football, knocks it about, attack minded. It was a good second half. I enjoyed it. And I think our away fans, I mean, I know that there weren't oh, that super. many. Yeah, they, they, Heard them throughout, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that there weren't many um, Geordies in the stadium and a few of them would boycott the game, but even so, uh, you know, you could just hear them throughout. Um, I found it particularly amusing during the game at one point when they're singing Jermaine Defoe, who's a you know, which... Was I was really confused by that. Yeah, I was a little bit. Well, it's Blair, <laughs> yeah. And he scored that wonder goal to win the game, didn't he, against them, so. I know, but it does seem that we'll never progress if we keep harking back to the way yeah, things were. Yeah, but football fans, we've all got that small-time mentality. So, you know, a little sort of bit of point scoring on the terrace, I, I wouldn't worry about that. But I know what you mean, like, seeing we ate Arsenal when we're playing Burnley. And, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand that. Uh, the other player that hasn't featured interesting point you make Jess about um, the ones who, who've 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 been um, cast out and and yeah it's fair to say they don't have a future at the lane and then there's then, then there's another group which are sort of on the periphery um, like Paulinho like um, Lamella that obviously he, he sees something in them even Townsend told, you can put in there as well Townsend but what about Stambouli because he What's happened to him? I just don't think he's made for the Prem. That's my opinion. You don't rate him, do you, Jess? Well, it's not I don't rate him. It's just that the Premier League, you need legs. And I see him run. It reminds me of myself. But I'm 43. (laughs) I'm overweight. So (laughs) he shouldn't remind me of myself. You know, I'm done. Um, I think he's a good footballer. I just don't. I think he's everything that a Premier League footballer. He has not got it as a Premier League footballer. He's a footballer, but I don't. I like think the... he's got a good footballing brain. I think he's, yeah, he has. You know, he's yeah. got, I think he. I think he'd maybe have some someone alongside him. He's got the legs. I understand what you're saying about his legs. He hasn't just seems a bit running through mud a lot of the time. But yeah. his brain. He's just. He can. I do think we need a player like like him around the midfield. who has got a real clever footballing and, brain, and he's got a great touch and he's got a yeah. bit of skill. There's yeah. no but, two ways like about said, it. Doesn't rate him because he's nowhere to be seen at the moment, is he? So. Well, how old is he? He's, he's only 24, old, is he? 24. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, I mean, God. yeah, and that's the thing is we don't know, do we? No. We I don't just know think, what goes on I th- in Poch's head. Well, I think one of the things that's very evident of the way Pochettino th- thinks and the way he um, sort of selects players and the way he gives players, if you if you make a ridiculous mistake, you seem to get quite heavily punished, like Kabul in Turkey in the Besiktas game, Stambouli in the Crystal Palace game. We're coasting that game. He actually won the ball, but the refs deemed it a penalty. And yeah. I don't Fazio, think Stambouli's done. Yeah, Fazio. Uh, who, actually, we talked about players that have come back in and played well. I thought Fazio was excellent today. I don't, talk, think, yeah. I don't think he lost the header. I don't think right. he, he, that he, he marked the game in the well front. As well. Yeah, read the game superbly. Um, I like him. I think he and Verts play really well together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, totally agree. Same here. I, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to... I think he's a solid defender and I think he's got a good partnership with Fasio. Where he sorry with, with, with Fatongan even where he lets himself down for me is, is distribution. Mm. Um Yeah, mm. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. He did do it today, he just passed straight to the new Cosmo yeah. a few times. Yeah. He, he did does. he did borrow the Chiriches book of passing today. <laughs> Chiritesh has a whole book. You think he's that clever? Yeah, well, I, think, I think it's an right, A4 a pamphlet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a paragraph. <laughs> I must pass the ball. 
Oh. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> oh, run away. You like? How long um, have you been practicing that? <laughs> I used to be able to do a, a Borat impression years ago, but I'm not going to do it on the podcast. Um, oh, see, well, you, you really are missing Liam, aren't you? And oh, his amazing on, impressions. Get your Borat, get your Borat. Go on, you have to do no, Borat. Um, <laughs> he's going Borat early. Yaxi Max. Jane Quick. Right. Very good. Um, that's going to go. That's going to go, go over the head of a whole load of our listeners. You probably have never heard of Borat. Maybe they have, oh. actually. Cause... Oh, they've heard yeah. of Borat. Get, get more references. Get the far show on with Jess. Um... <laughs> this week will mostly be getting three points from Newcastle. <laughs> Rob Wills. R. R. Yes, well, where, 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 where we lost our friend? Stan Booley. Stan, Stan Booley. Booley. Yeah, Stan Booley and his ghoulies. Um, he's. He wasn't the first choice. If, if, if everybody's. If, if we're led to believe what. Well, Schneiderlin was. Yeah, Schneiderlin. So. Doesn't look like Southampton are going to finish top four. Mind you, <laughs> neither are we. Um, <laughs> but. You know, we're probably likely to pay more. And going forward, you'd think on paper, football's played on paper, our pre- prospects of finishing top four next year or the year after um, are probably better than Southampton. We'd we'll probably pay more. You've also got the fact that Poch has managed um, Schneiderlin. So we might be able to get him in the summer. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think Southampton will be able to keep him another year if he no, no, wants no, to no. go. He'll, he will not be a Southampton player come the 1st of September next year. Well, he may be a Arsenal player, but... Yeah, he may well be. He may well be, and that's... Look, at the end of the day, Wenger, we know... Well, we're dealing with two animals. We're dealing with with Wenger, who has a price and will not pay above the price, and we have Wenger, who has a... uh, We have Levy, who has a price and wants to pay less than that price. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Just on... on, um new players or potential new players um, that midfield area obviously we've got Deli Alley who's going to be cut, yeah. um, going to be joining us next season and hopefully Pritchard yeah. um, now, how Pritchard's going to fare I don't know but he's certainly done very well for Brentford um, do we need we've mentioned Schneiderlin but do, do we need and I've said this before on previous podcasts and, and, and on the Facebook group do we need a sort of Carrick type player or a Cambiasso type? Somebody yeah. with a bit more experience. Yeah. I think Cambiasso would be great if Leicester go down. Some fight. <laughs> that, that was me going. <laughs> I don't think I Jesse approves. I think that's well, a no. no, no, it's not I don't approve. But it's, <laughs> I, I definitely think we do need a player like that. But I don't think either of those players are an option. But yeah, I mean, Cambiasso and Carrick have been awesome midfielders. I Carrick's, Carrick's not leaving United. Yeah, they are. Oh, in fact, uh, yeah, uh, Carrick is still listening. But Carrick ain't leaving United. Can't be asso. Do we really want to go down that road? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not that kind of road, but Carrick. Has he done enough? Has he done enough? I've definitely, if you could get... Uh, I just think this this is such a huge problem. Because United, when they bought him off of us, we couldn't replace him. That Hence, they bought him. Same as Modric. When Modric went... If there had been a replacement, Madrid would have bought that player first because they didn't want to pay thirty-five million for Modric. They've yeah. got a bargain. They got an absolute bargain. Um, Cambiasso, no, not for me. But uh, oh, I don't know. I don't what know. A, what about Wanyama? He's not that sort of player, though, is he? No. Wanyama. Wanyama's yeah, he's good. I, I'm Schneiderlin for me rather than Wanyama all day long. Um, right. Um, if we're done on the. Um... Newcastle game. Um, so just just on transfers, I should just add um, players coming in and coming in, and we talked about ones potentially leaving. Um, probably good good opportunity to mention um, an article that Guy Jinks wrote for the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast website, which is um, so a few weeks ago. Um, Myself and Nikki Merritt, who's appeared on the podcast quite a few times, um, set up a web page which contains articles, publications, um, blogs, whatever you want to call it, from people. And it's also got links to um, 
the podcast as well on there. And last week, Guy looked at, um, or sorry, two weeks ago, he looked at defenders. Last week, he, he looked at midfield players. You know, which ones should which ones should stay at the club and which ones should potentially go. Um, and the last instalment of his article was looking at strikers, and um, that's out. That's available on the Tottenham Hotspur familypodcast.com page. Um, it's a good read, um, and we've got a few more interesting articles around the corner. Um, Aaron Wolf, who wrote an article last week, beginning of last week, um, hopefully we should be putting to pen to paper and we'll have something out. And also Greg Taylor um, has written a fascinating uh, an article, a really interesting article, which is all about um, the sort of the viewpoint of a, a, a Spurs fan all the way in Brazil um, and what it means to him or what, I suppose not what it means, what, 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 it, what that experience is for him to follow Tottenham all those miles away in a country where, you know, it's not Tottenham on a popular popular club. You get lots of Man United shirts and uh, Liverpool shirts and, and, and whatnot, but um, Spurs supporter in Brazil um, is a rare thing. So he's, he's written a really interesting article. I can't wait to get that published, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, and if anybody wants to, if any of our listeners want to... Um, write articles um, on Tottenham and it could be about anything it could be I don't know somebody could write an article and it could be the case for Levy or somebody might want to make a, an article which is um, the case against Levy um, don't really care because it's just you know somebody's opinion and as long as the article's good um, then we'll uh, publish it um, so just get in touch with us um, and uh, yeah keep looking at that web page um, it's also got links to the um, Twitter handle, Twitter, Twitter site for the podcast and the Facebook page for the podcast as well. Um, okay, in the second half, we'll look briefly at the Southampton game and we'll take some questions um, from listeners. Before we do that, um, here's Elliot Lyon with his regular feature, the forward line. This is the forward line on the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast with me, Elliot Lyon, looking forward to the game against Southampton on April 25th. In our history, we've played Southampton only 75 times winning 47% and unbeaten in 69% of games. However, at Southampton, we've only won 10 out of 37 previous meetings. In this fixture last season, we won 3-2, with two goals from Emmanuel Adebayor in Tim Sherwood's first game in charge, with Mauricio Pochettino in the opposing dugout. Southampton have had a great season so far, surpassing all but the most optimistic expectations, so it won't be an easy place for us to go. I rate the likelihood of us scoring as 62% and of us scoring more than once as 29% and keeping a clean sheet as 24%. The most likely scoreline is 1-1 followed by a 1-0 defeat, a 2-1 defeat and a 0-0 draw. Overall I have 26% for a Spurs win, 28% for a draw and 46% for a Southampton win. Currently, the best odds for a Spurs win can be found at Beck Victor, who are offering 11-4. This has been the forward line with Elliot Line. Come on, you Spurs. Welcome back. Um, Thank you, Elliot. And, uh, yeah, turning to that Southampton game, if I just go around and ask everybody for um, their thoughts and and maybe some quick predictions. Um, Jess, I believe you were trying to get some tickets for that game. I need one more, yeah. I've got, I've got three. I'll be going. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah, I've got a friend of mine who's actually a Blackburn Rovers fan, but um, that's the it's his birthday and he's uh, he wants to come along. So if we can't get a ticket, we can't get a ticket. He's still coming down. The the three of the rest of us that are Spurs fans, we've uh, two others have got tickets. But yeah, I'll be going. So if there's anyone out there with a spare, we'll take it off your hands. Even even in the Southampton end, for that matter. Um, prediction for the game? Uh, um, we. I'm going two on Spurs. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, explain why. It's just a hunch. <laughs> we. we I, I went there. I went there first six, seven games in a row. We never scored a goal and lost every single game down there. So. Uh, I'm just going 2-1 Spurs. We, I, don't, I think, what did we do last year? 3-2 last year, 2-1 year before. 
So we've won 200 bounce. We're going to make it 300 bounce. Uh, that'll take us um, four points clearer of, clear of them, I think. I've done the math right. Yeah, you have. Um, Three plus one, well done. <laughs> Just, um, Nick, what's your prediction? Um, well, it won't be nil because we, we're playing, but um, yeah, we don't do nil. Yeah, we don't do nil. Nil's not an option, so I'll probably, I'll like Jess, I think two ones looking favourable to us, I think. Yeah, two one. Two one, the mighty Spurs. Rebecca, you don't live a million, million. No, I live quite close. I was in Southampton on Thursday. It's kind of 40 minutes away from me, and to get into the city, I drive past the stadium. Um, so it is very local, and there's obviously lots of gossip about it. Um, I think to all, I think they're going to really, really fight for it, and they'll really, really push us. Well, I, I didn't make a prediction last week. I sat on the fence because um, it just, just seems too difficult at the moment making predictions um, the way we're playing but I think given the, given the way we play today um, hopefully we're going to start to turn it around you know there might be the odd game what have we got four or five games left um, five, five, five games, games so, so there might be the odd game where we screw it up but I think hopefully overall we'll, we'll, we'll start to show that bit of zip um 2-1. I'll, I'll go with you. Just two, I think 2-1. We're going to concede. <laughs> <laughs> We're so yeah, confident in our crack defence. Yeah. We're going to concede. Oh, yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that earlier in the group. We had our clean sheet for this month against Burnley. The fact that it was the dullest match I've witnessed in a long time <laughs> is completely by the by. Oh, that was shocking. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait until next month before we see another one of those, I suspect. Okay, so we've had a few um, questions from listeners. So, um, first question, Andrew Pelling asks, and I, I, by the way, I, I don't think he's expressing um, an opinion. He's just putting a question out there um, that somebody else raised in the Facebook group. Would you swap Klopp for Pochettino? If yes, why? And if not, why not? Nope. The man's quitting. Great point. He's walking out and leaving his team. I don't really want that. Being sacked is one thing, but just to say, do you know what? I don't fancy this. I don't really want that, I suppose. I want a manager who's going to stay and he'll fight. He looks like a science teacher as well. I think he would be very amusing to have. Oh, it'd be hilarious, And I like him as a manager, but right now, not so much. Uh, No, not for me. I'd I'd keep... if you get the new manager in, got rid of Poch, got another manager, it's back to square one again. These new ideas, new philosophies. What's the point? We've got a manager in place. I think he's going to do well. I believe he's going to do well for us. We need some time for him to do well. So, no, there's no point in changing now. That's our manager. Let's stick with him. Yeah, Jeff? Yeah, okay. I'm exactly the same. Um, uh, Rebecca Artel has, made, has absolutely nailed it, to be fair. Klopp's quit. So... Why on earth would we take a guy that's taken the second biggest club in Germany on has basically guided them out of a relegation struggle? Yeah, are um, they tenth or something in the Bundesliga? Yeah, I mean they've mm. done they've done they've done brilliant Fuck to off. not be relegated. And that's, that's nonsense. But forget that. This back to Spurs. Um We have made two or three ricks since we got rid of Harry. And in fact I think we actually made a rick whilst we had Harry. We didn't have any continuation in the club. We had nothing from ground level up. What we've done in the last six, seven months, we've got Mitch. We've got the guy from Southampton in. We've got now a coaching, uh, um, a scouting structure back in. The club's now back on the right track. Whether, yeah. whether we, whether we're seeing it on the pitch or not, and, and at times, at times we are, at yeah. times we aren't. Yeah, yeah. but. We've now we've, we've we've basically drawn a line under the AVB mistake, the the Sherwood debacle, the, the Harry sack and the rest of it. We've drawn a line under it. We've started again. We've got our focus back, and now it seems to me we've got the club from base up to first team. We've got it right again. Now, if we're bringing Klopp, what on earth? Well, uh, that just it's yeah, yeah. He may be a better manager than Pochettino. Maybe he is. I'm not sure he is. I mean, it, you know, we've got to remember that Dortmund had players like Goetze, players Lewandowski, uh, mm. Gundagen. Yeah. They're, they're some of the best players in the world. 
and and they're fighting relegation this season. You know, so no, for me, we've we've got a plan. Let's stick let's, with it. Yeah, if let's it don't work, it. if it don't work, it don't work. But let's let's give it a chance to work. Let's get chopping and changing. Yeah, yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. Um, if you'd asked me last season when we were looking for a manager, if Klopp if Klopp was available, oh. then. All yeah, day that's long. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've always said, yeah, take him, but not now, no. You know, and if Poch was struggling at the moment or if Poch had been sacked in the middle of the season, fine, different story. But no, I'm, I'm quite happy with Poch. Thank you very much. We don't sack managers in the middle of the season. But do we not? <laughs> don't we? I thought it was at least a year. Money, yeah. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say one thing about Pochettino? This guy... He knew when he come in that he had a season where things weren't going to be great. Yet he's not once thrown his toys out the pram. Right. He's kept his dignity all season. Yep. He's never made an excuse for anything. He's he's basically accepted all situations, but has tried to work really hard with the players that he thinks will help him out. And I think that says a lot about a coach because mm. a bad coach, bad manager, chops and changes left, right, and centre unless they've got a abundance of riches to do that with which we haven't Pochettino, he knows what he wants everyone, people going about no plan B, well for me you've got to get plan A right first, you get plan A right, then you start looking at plan B and even that's a bit of a fallacy because like last week against Villa which was turgid, he threw um, Soldado on so we had two up front We had, we, in fact we had very much base 4-4-2 where out on the left and Townsend out on the right so no, for me, Pochettino is carrying himself with tremendous grace. He's played top-level football. He's got 40-odd caps for Argentina, which is not to be sniffed at. He's played in France, which is to be sniffed at. But, um, <laughs> you know... Are you a French guy? St- no, well, yeah. <laughs> stick, stick Pochettino. I, I, I like the guy. I like the cut of his gym. Yeah, he's got just, humi- you know, just humidity about it. He's just like, you know, he's not, if we lose, he's not like, there's no bullshit. It's, you know... He doesn't come out. He's got 25 players to keep in check, and it's imagine it's quite hard because everyone's not playing. Um, if we lose and we play badly, you don't want someone coming and saying, "Oh, we've played really well and really unlucky." We know we're shit, yeah. and he's just a quite humble man. He's not the Mourinho bullshit. He's just a kind of straightforward kind of guy. And yeah, he's very composed when he goes, yeah. when he is post-match um, interviews. So, talking of Poch, Kirk Butler asked, given that. Um, we've now completed nearly a season. How far um, do we think the squad's playing style, general feel of the club, um, has improved under Poch? Um, Kirk thinks that apart from a few bright sparks like Kane, Mason, Bentalab, Rose, um, no one player seems to have improved. Some have regressed. Um, my take on that is, well, we've got to a cup final, number one which we didn't last season. Okay, we didn't win, fine. That happens. Um, we've got four points off Woolwich, which we didn't last season. We've got four points of um, West Ham, and we and we beat Chelsea convincingly on New Year's Day. Well, yeah, convincingly. Convincing, yeah. A bit, bit, bit shaky at the back, but anyway. Um, and overall, you get the impression the club... Hopefully, I think is is moving on in 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 the right direction, as as we sort of said when we looked at the previous question. Um, as for individual players, um, if anything, I think that we look more like a team. Whereas that first season when we had these so-called magnificent seven, it looked like a team of strangers. Yeah. Now it feels like a unit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah, no, I agree. It is a much more coherent team than last season was and that's partly because of the managerial situation I think uh, but they do look settled and whatever Poch's philosophy his training methods I think the players know those now there's none of the oh well you know should I really be doing this not the way they looked under AVB at the start of last season that was just awful where they all looked completely puzzled and kept having to go and check to see what they were doing mm. so Poch has that with them and he's, he works with them and he trains, trains them to know exactly where they should be, and everybody seems happy with that. Yeah, I think you know, look, Chadley's improved from last year. I think Chadley was one of the players I would have personally got shot of last year, but he's improved no end on this season. Danny Rose, yeah, some have stalled if you like. I mean, Soldado has probably gone backwards, but 
there's like Jesse was saying, there's, there's structure in the club now from bottom to top, and it's got to be to do, a lot of it's to do with him as well. So I think there has been progress. It might be not as much as people want, but it's definitely progress, and we're definitely heading in the right direction. Also, sir, just just before I come to you, Jess, also cast your mind back to a year ago when Sherwood was, was manager, and even just before that when Vertonghen, when AVB was manager, um, you had players like Vertonghen um, who weren't, what's the word, they, I can't say they were, they were not playing for the shirt, but they were a bit stroppy, distant. a bit, stroppy, a bit distant, um, a bit removed, from, and, and now you can sense the spirit, um, looking for, just for, looking at it from the outside, and that's, that's all we can do, um, the, the spirit, the camaraderie seems all that much better. And I think that that's that's really important at any football club. Jess, yeah. what's your take on it? <clears throat> um, well, I've, I had an interesting chat last Saturday after the Villa game with Ez and um, Guy, and we've come to the conclusion that you've got two young lads that have to provide the heartbeat for the team, and that's Ryan Mason and Bentaleb. And we, we actually all concurred and all agreed that if one of them two doesn't play well, it seems to drag the other one down as well. And it's interesting today that going back to um, how why Polinio was selected and the raised eyebrows, and if anyone didn't raise an eyebrow, they're kidding themselves. But I think today it worked because, and it could have been either one, it could have been Ben Taleb got rest and it could have been Mason. But for me, Ben Taleb's, He's he's the guy that really we need to sort of build round that midfield round, and I think that is the major positive from the whole season. The has still not done what we wanted to do. Kane's been unbelievable. Vertonghen um, has got his skin off his chest, and Sher- Sherwood would have killed the club. I think Sherwood's in the perfect place now because those guys at Villa know that they're not going to go and join a Bayern Munich or ever. They're not going to go to West Brom or bloody Burnley or something like that. Whereas, he's at the perfect place because he's not at Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Anywhere but here. Yeah, kind of. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. Spot on. So, uh, Carl Walker, we're not really seeing nothing. He's not been fit enough. Danny Rose, I think, has been fine. I've got a problem with Danny Rose. I don't understand the gripes about Danny Rose. He's got a job to do. He does it. And that's best. Maybe one one thing. Ericsson, since we beat Sheffield in the semi, has gone into his shell a bit. Now form happens. It happens. It happens. So we'll see. I, I don't. Know. In, in general, there's there's enough to be positive. Dyer, I think looks a very good centre half. Done all right at right back today. Um, obviously, Reese, one of the best keepers in the world. Uh, I think from if you look, we've got what we've drawn from about 17, 16, 17 players and we've had to cope with four competitions. I think we've equipped ourselves okay. I just think we now need to add two or three players of real quality yeah. and I, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be fine. I, I'm not, not suicidal about anything. I think, you know... <laughs> We've, we've had some poor performances, but it's a young side. It's a very young side. <coughs> yeah, and I think the other thing that helps with the Mason Bentaleb is the fact that they've been playing at youth level together. So they have that understanding that's been there for a while. So when well, they kind of, I know Bentaleb came into the first team first. Rebecca, they actually haven't. That, haven't that's they? not true. No, 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 no. No, no. Mason's, oh, I don't think Mason has played at any age group now for Spurs for about four years. So really? he's always I been out alone. No, he's always been out alone. I know he's had a ton of loans, but I didn't realise it was quite that hefty. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. no. No, 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 no. No, I've what? got a box. It's padded and everything. I'll be fine. I'm going to go back in it. <laughs> 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 okay, move, moving yes, swiftly please. on. Um, so we had, we had a question from Twitter, um, which is a rare thing, but hopefully we'll get more questions going forward. Um, so a chap called... I assume it's a guy um, at 80 underscore Spurs. Um, He's asked a few questions. Um, Apologies, I'm not going to read out every single one of them. Um, How can a team chasing top four have conceded the sixth highest number of goals all season? Because it's fun. No? Um, Because we like our supporters to suffer. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what it is, isn't it? 
I don't know. Uh, there is no good answer to that. Well, um, I, I don't actually think again. I don't actually think we're chasing top four this year. I don't. I don't get any impression that's what the objective was this season. I think it was unrealistic to think that we'd get top four. So I'm gonna sort of put a slight on the question. I, I don't think we're chasing top four. It'd be great if it happened. It's brilliant, but it'd be unexpected for me. Just said that there was a press report today with Pochettino saying that next year they want to get some players in to make the club challenge for top four. So perhaps that was the aim all along. Oh, yeah. Transitional season yeah. this year. Get, get, see who you want to keep, see who you want to get shot of, work out who you need to get in, what areas need to strengthen, and next season be judged in the top four. I see that the way forward for Pochettino. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, I don't agree we were going for top four this year. If, it, if we got it, it would been a bonus, but we were never going to get that. It, there's a far better teams than us going for that top four spot I don't think Poch has ever in all the interviews I've seen this year he's ever even talked about top four he's always no. talked about we need to improve even after yeah. a win we need to improve we need to improve um, I think though if I okay so if I look at the question this way so if given we've conceded the amount of goals that we've conceded are we worthy of top four no, no. Okay. And, and the table doesn't the table doesn't lie okay and i i think we'll probably finish six that that's my and i think we'll, we'll qualify for the Euro- europa through that but the, the bigger question though really is why have we conceded as many goals as we have now we can look at we, look, we can look at what's your strong goalkeeper in Luis. we can look at the back four and say you know maybe well, right back, we've had Walker out for most most of the season. So there's been lots of chopping and changing. Um, who's the Tongan's best partner? Probably Fazio, I'd mm. say. Yeah. You know, they've got a good, good partnership. But good then understanding, yeah. Dyer came in, you know. I think we st- I still think we need another player at the back. Um, it's that midfield pairing in front of him. I, I think we, we could really do with... A shield, um, somebody who's more a Scott you know, Parker type of player. Scott, so yeah, yeah, sits in there and breaks it up. Yeah, tidy, tidy up. Um, That's probably a big reason why we can see the goals because both our fullbacks like to bomb on as well. He does encourage them to get forward. It's about the cover that they're leaving behind or lack of cover sometimes. So, number of reasons really, but yeah, defensively, we need to improve. Um, a T sorry at A T underscore Spurs asks another question, which is, um, what are the positives and negatives to take out of, of this season? Um, if I start with Bex, the fact that we pushed it and we went to a cup final, that the team are settled, that Poch seems settled. There's no rumourings on the horizon that he's leaving in the summer. Um, are the positives, strangely enough. As for the negatives, I would say that it's the defensiveness. The fact that it doesn't always go according to plan. Walker and Rose are very quick and they do like to run up and attack. But then that leaves the back really exposed. And that for me is probably the biggest issue. If you look at our goals conceded, it's massive. And we really can't do that again. And that's probably why we're not challenging for a top four. Not anything else, it's just the fact that we cannot keep clean sheets. The Chelsea game was fantastic. Mm. But the flip side of that was we conceded three. And we really shouldn't have. They were crap goals to concede. Yeah. Nick, what, what are your positives and negatives? Uh, Harry Kane, massive positive for us this season. Um, negatives, I think a home form. I think we've lost four at home now this season. For, for a side that's supposed to be challenging. I oh, know we're not challenging for the top four, but... If you want to challenge for a top four, you can't lose four league games at home. Just can't do it. Um, but I think it's five, isn't it? Oh, is it five? Oh, yeah, sorry. I think it's five, isn't it? I might have erased one. I might have erased the Villa game. But... <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool Villa. Oh, yeah, yeah. West, that one as well. South, South Ant, I think we lost the whole Midlands. Stoke, Stoke. I thought we lost the whole Midlands. Newcastle. But anyway. Um, yeah, so five games at home. We just can't do it. Yeah. Top four. That's, that needs to improve next year. We need to be stronger at home and get back to that kind of fortress. Fortress Whitehall Lane, but that kind of mentality of the lane. But apart from that, that's okay. Room to work on. Jess, what are your positives and negatives? Well, positives is that we seem to have got an idea of where we're going again as a club. Um, 
we haven't just cherry we haven't just sort of glossed over at the top. The top is work in progress, but if you look at the youth levels up, there's some good kids coming through. Uh, there's a common mentality all for those youth groups as well. Uh, negatives is that the fact you've got professionals like Kapoe, Adebayor, not so much Sadalo because I think his professionalism is fine. It's just it just hasn't worked out. Uh, Kabul, there's a number of players there that are extremely highly played and have been extremely unprofessional. Um, they're my negatives because those guys are the guys that the younger guys will be looking up to. A lot of guys there I know and guys and even with us, but um, that's what those are my negatives. A lot, a lot of experience has been wasted, but it's been wasted by the individuals. A lot of money as well. Mm. How many of those players do you think won't be Spurs players? All of them. By the 1st of September? All of them. What about Lennon? Yeah, yeah look, see, I, see, you're speaking to the wrong person about Aaron Lennon because I love him. No, I've got no axe to grind about him at all. I, you know, I had tears from the child when he went to Everton um, because she adores him. But I don't, so I don't know if he would, if there's a place for him in the team anymore. Oh, I agree. No, and I don't know if his attitude, because I think that's why he went to Everton. So I don't know if he's learned to behave like a grown-up and come back and do as he's told in order, you know, for vast sums of cash, or whether he's still going to be that, oh, well, I don't, I don't think we should do it like that. Because the rumour is that he's been, he's one of the antagonisers in the yeah, background. Yeah, the Rebels. Yep. Yeah, with Kabul yeah. and Ade, and, you know, and all the rest. So I don't know if he will come back. I... Like you, Jess, and, and Bex, I, I, I like Aaron Lennon. Um, I just fear that his best days are behind him um, in a Spurs shirt. Um, I can see him do, do really well at Everton, or he is doing really well. And um, I don't know. I, I get the impression he's, he doesn't fit into Poch's plans. And if we did sell him, made, made that move permanent, then we're probably going to get the most out of him now uh, from a monetary point of view by yeah. selling him now than, than two or three years down the line when his, his value will drop. But it's sad because you know he's he, he's given us good memories um, mm. over the over the years. Indeed. And he's been what 10 years at the club? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's our most experienced player. Which is it? So will he be due a testimonial? Uh, who's, who's the last player to have apart from Ledley? And uh, never got one. Dawes didn't get one. Dawes didn't get one. Maybe dude. Combine one for Dawson Lennon. I don't know because it doesn't happen so much. Is that just nah, they, they don't is need because well, they're exactly, they don't need the money, do they? Yeah. But when they do get them awarded, like Ledley's, most of the money goes to charity anyway. Yeah. Ledley's but, special. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant night. Um, what what I'll say about Lennon is I think Lennon's problem is, and his problem within a Pochettino-style side is. A, he doesn't score anywhere near enough goals. And I know we can then go back to Lamella and say Lamella hasn't scored enough goals either. But <laughs> Lamella has a history of scoring goals, if not be it in England. Uh, in, for Roma, he scored 15 in the league in his last season <coughs> we signed him. Ericsson, we know, scores goals. Chadley this season scored goals. So I think for that, that system to work, where you have the three behind the one and the three are supposed to interact and supposed to swap round and do all their sort of fancy stuff they also need to get in a box and score goals and I think Aaron Lennon the one thing that slipped down is that he doesn't score enough goals and if you want to play wingers you need two centre forwards we're not going to be playing with two centre forwards the irony of it is he's already scored two goals for Everton yeah okay okay Um, final two or three questions Um, Zach Nola asks, um, you find a magic lamp, rub it, and Jeannie and, and Jeannie Levy pops out. There's a scary thought. Um, Levy. What? Levy. <laughs> no, Levy. 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 Oh. Leave it. Leave it out. <laughs> what realistic three wishes would you wish for the new stadium, Nick? One, we build it. <laughs> um, two, um, we can fill it. I think we can. And three, we win trophies on it. In it. That'll do. Good shout. Jess? 
yeah, I mean, I think that it's four because I think that'd be massive. Um, that it gets done ASAP. I think they're talking August 18. Right, let's let's hold them to that. Let's make sure it is August 18. I still think that's a little bit too long, but hey ho. Um, that it actually represents a real football stadium and not a shell with 60,000 individuals. Let's hope that it maintains because some of the best nights in football, Anfield, Wild Lane. When it's full, I mean that five-one against Arsenal. You'll you'll never replicate that atmosphere in a no. in a one of modern stadiums. So let's hope it can be as real an atmosphere as it has been back in the day. That, that's that's where I'm at. Thanks. Well, this is hard now. The boys have gone first. So um, yeah, that it gets built as quickly as possible. Um, I'd like to think that it's a lot easier for people to get to. So the transport links work and the retail, you know, everything that it's supposed to be, it, that actually happens and that nothing gets changed further in, because I've seen some plans this week kicking around as well, suggesting a change. So I'd like to think that it was easier. Um, and I would love to win trophies there. Oh, it would be lovely. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, what I, this is a magic lamp, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, magic, just, yeah. Just, Rebecca, what changes did you see? Well, I've uh, seen some plans this week with a kind of this is how it was and this is how it is. And the problem with the internet, of course, is you never know how true they are, how accurate things are, and when those plans came out. Okay. So they they seem to be small changes, but there've been changes since the original planning application <laughs> went in. There are there's there are there is a minor amendment, and it's purely to do with that they've rejigged the layout of the stadium they want to use the basement now for car parking and yeah. use what it's going to use for car parking for um additional media facilities changing facilities blah blah blah, blah. um as for the transport i believe that there is still tfl i think are going to take this on that they're going to run a tube line up to northumberland yeah. park mm-hmm. so they're going to extend the victoria line that's going to be a match day only facility now if you come in from london on to, uh, into Northumberland Park, you'll see on the right, there's sidings there anyway. So that's not a massive undertaking. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, accessible as possible. Yeah, purely because I don't live in London and it can be a pain in the butt to get to and from. So when do you come in from Waterloo? That way? So yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. But you know, you, there are options for you still. Go go to Liverpool Street and come up that way. I'm I know, Northern I know, but that's oh. just then you've got to get from Waterloo to Liverpool Street and that's a fact. So it's easier to come on the tube. Yeah, um, but and then getting back at night as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With late night games. So if I go to yeah. a night game, I don't get home until one. No, that's right. Yeah. So Are you actually in Portsmouth or just close by? Um, so it's definitely one of those. If I go to a night game, then I'm definitely not going to work the next day. So I need to. It, it's not a. I know I'll go to the football. It's something that needs to be planned. Yeah. Detail. I know it's my fault for yeah. not being a local Londoner. Sorry. Well, no, I don't do Thursday night games for exactly the same reason. I, Friday is my busiest day. If I don't get home till half twelve, one o'clock, then to get in for work for seven, it's a nightmare, yeah, and I'm a, a nightmare in the mornings anyway. So, <laughs> so it's without a your cup, cup of tea. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh. One of the very early plans that I saw for the stadium, there was, there was talk of a cop-like stand, and then I don't know if that's still on the cards. Does it anyone is. know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, that hasn't been changed. And they mentioned right. the, the the capacity as well, wasn't that an additional amendment? That there's nothing. Um, there's nothing been officiated. There's nothing official about that. Uh. Right. So my three wishes from Mr. Levy for the new stadium would be, um, you know, I, 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 it's realistic one, so I don't think they're going to lower prices. Um, You're going to go on about bagels, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Um, no, thank you. Good point. I would, I would increase the season ticket allocation okay. so that. Isn't that part can... of the plan anyway? Is it okay? I thought it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's one wish well, granted already, Joe. I would, I'd do that anyway because at least, um, you know, just from purely from the club's point of view, forget about us for a minute, our mere mortals. Club's point of view, if they, if they increase the allocation of season tickets then um that's it that presumably that's those tickets paid for so yeah. they've got the revenue um so that's number one number two i'd like to save standing somewhere mm. in the stadium i know that's not as simple as it's not necessarily a spurs thing and it, it would have to be 
government wide, legislation, wider. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I'd like some sort of safe standing. Or, I mean, to, to a certain degree, you've got that anyway with uh, in the Park Lane end. Yeah. And um, so it'd be nice if that was um, unofficial or, or whatever. If it wasn't official, but, then... No, do you know what? I think safe standing is a massive issue because the whole premise of why we're sitting at football games was based on a lie. So, yeah, I don't understand why I, the Liverpool fans, I can understand the, the touchiness around the Liverpool fans and fair enough. But, that the, basically the legislation, the Taylor report was done and judged on a lie. So, let's not being silly about it. There's models all over Europe. The, the Dortmund, the the Werderfeld Stadium in Dortmund. This, yeah, and then this one's know, here, Ashton Gate. Yeah. Bristol and um, Bristol Rovers. Yeah, look at the stadium there. Share, That's a cracker. Well, Ashton Gate is Bristol City, but Bristol Rovers share with um, the rugby team. At Bath. That's no. in Bath, isn't it? Or is no. that move? No, they play at the Millennium. Oh. Uh, not the Millennium. What's it called? At the Memorial. Ground Memorial, in Bristol. Memorial ground, so right. they play at the Mem, but that's um, it's shared with the rugby team. So it's <coughs> they've got terrace. They've got a mix of seating and terraces there. Yeah, can I was gonna, I was going to say that's up until now. I've always maintained that the, the Taylor report was a bit of a knee jerk reaction, but in fact, actually, Jess, you're right. It was it was based yeah. on a lie. Now, now yeah, we know with hindsight, it was on a lie. Yeah. Um, the third and final thing um, I would like um, better catering facilities. <laughs> And also, you know, if you need to go for a slash and so forth, that, you know, that, that better um, toilets and whatnot. Well, I think that's, yeah, prerequisite. Absolutely. And that, I think, comes with any new stadium, doesn't it? Yeah. And Saying that, Wembley never nailed it, though, but... Hmm. Oh, Wembley's not too bad. Um, okay, final couple, couple of questions. So, somebody called Nick Thiel asks, um, following on from last week, from Kent, Kent Goodrich's question last week about spending year with judas um what would be what would be the first thing you did after your year year, year was up you and your charity have got 10 million each um and you are soul free so what do you do with the first night of freedom so just to explain um last week we had a question from kent goodrich and it was all about having a proximity sensor fitted um so you'd be four, within four feet of soul campbell um, and if you did that for a whole year um, you'd get, uh, be awarded £10 million. Um, so, I, should, I think I should come to you, Bex, because you were on the pod last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the obvious one is shower in bleach and um, burn everything that he touched in my house. But the real answer is go and spend a night in a really nice posh hotel by myself with loads of room so I didn't have to have anybody else around me. I could go out for dinner, I could do whatever I liked with no fucking Judas anywhere near me. <laughs> I guess that would be it. Jess? Well, if I had to spend that amount of time, I'd be in his ear constantly. <laughs> and, and I would be straight onto publishers to release my memoirs of my years spent with that arsehole. <laughs> How you can be a black guy from a working class background now as a bloody Tory going out hunting. How you can be the Spurs captain and then go and sign for Arsenal on a free. How you can then be the Arsenal captain and tell your manager you want to go and play overseas and play for Portsmouth. The guy is an absolute charlatan. And that would be my book would be entitled A Year with a Charlatan. <laughs> Fair enough. Good answer. Um, Nick? Uh, well, I would say uh, punch him square in the face, but... <laughs> They might eat your back, Nick. He's a big lump. He is a big lump, and to be fair, that's true. But I think there's no point in doing that. Oh, because... gee, you're a big lump, and also, you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, but wouldn't but it be thought... worth it, though? Yeah. Wouldn't it be worth it just to have but you say that. But you, <laughs> but you say that. I'm £10 million richer, you know, and he's, he's going to get hit in the face because I'm going to Spurs game still. He's coming with me. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of people going to hit him on the way through the, the last year. So, <laughs> but he's even sold out his brothers. His brothers are Spurs fan as well. I mean, he, he is, isn't he? Yeah. The man is an absolute. Oh, yeah. oh he's, a dis- he's a disgrace to humanity. He's he's not. He's a morally bankrupt. I think someone said about yeah, him. Compre- absolutely spot on. So uh, I don't know, but I'll just be glad to be soul free. One arsehole left, and my money's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I would spend the money on therapy because you'd, you'd, you'd do that after, yeah. Baby therapy, yeah, soul therapy. Work, that would, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it begs the, begs the question why why ever agreed to do it in the first place. Um, <laughs> I right. didn't because of the children or whatever it is that you're giving your money to. True. Yeah. Good call. There'd be no um, puppies and children getting anything. <laughs> right. Final. Final question. So from Kent Goodrich. Um, Oh, bless him, Kent. This seems to become a regular thing each week. Um, so, final question from Kent: Would you rather save the lives of a village, save the lives of a village full of starving children, um, but no one would know you did it, um, and you'll never get to never get to meet those children and never bask in that glory, or would you rather have an actual working lightsaber? Ooh. <laughs> lightsaber every time. Oh, no, nah, I love. This. Um, lightsaber every time. Kids in the village, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've just done a year with Sol Campbell's so easy. So no, that's my no. bit for charity. Rebecca, no. There's no yeah. caveat. No caveat. There was no... You couldn't link these. So if I've just spent a year with Sol Campbell and somebody's profited 10 million from my generous hard work, then I'm definitely going to have a lightsaber. Stuff the kids. I want a lightsaber. Yeah. Come on, Sol. I've got a present for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving the kids. With a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take these two out with a lightsaber. It's Sol Campbell, kids. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. It's quite even better. <laughs> Tie him up. Throw him in. <laughs> <laughs> with his bloody foundation and his lipstick. Good luck, Sol. Tory. Oh right. <laughs> Given that he drifted to the dark side, having a lightsaber would be quite apt. He would. Um, yeah. Yeah, but a dark side don't win. See, that's <laughs> why you need a lightsaber. Is that your new special effect, Jav? I like it. It's yeah. good. <laughs> Jav, have you actually got a damn lightsaber? I've got a lightsaber, so I'd obviously I've save the children. Is that a lightsaber or Liam Sharting? It sounds good. <laughs> I think you should have saved this episode till Joby. If Joby could have got involved, that would have been quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. <that'll... laughs> Do we have time for one more question from Kent? Possibly. Grandmother Christian didn't get there, did it? The grandparents one. That was... <laughs> did you bother watch? Yeah, no, see, I can't answer that question because I... Cause I anyway. What? Well... <laughs> Rebe- oh, no. You let the cat out of the bag here. Hold on. Is there a secret? You want to tell us, Bex? No, 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 no. no My no. grandma was a lady um, who liked booze and she liked to drink lots. Right, and my dad was a submariner. And one day he was, one weekend he was duty. So we all went down the boat and they tend to be quite free with their booze. Okay. So the rub? she got merrily plastered and then she said to my dad I've always wanted to see a blue movie and my dad went alright come with me then and took her down the lad's mess where she sat with a bunch of you know I don't know 20 something that was a euphemism no, no 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 <laughs> well, I thought it well. he took her down, he took her down the, the junior rates mess because he knew they'd be watching porn so my grandmother sat with a bunch of 20 somethings and watched porn on a Royal Navy submarine <laughs> smashed out of her head sounds about right I know a submariner's like that they are very bad people. Do, so, do, you know what, do you know what particular genre porn it is? I was about eight at the time. So, so I don't know. Think 1980, 81, maybe like late 70s type. Oh, classic porn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Ron Jeremy. Ooh. So that's the kind of stuff that it was. Okay, so. Big hair. I'm, I'm speechless, believe it or not. On that bombshell. It wasn't even the worst thing she did, honestly. Really. <laughs> we have stopped recording now. I, um, I haven't stopped recording. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, not, I'm obviously not going to. I'm not going to use this bit. We might. This I'll don't worry, Bex. I'll, I'll, I'll take this bit out. Um, oh, okay, no. so, so well, no, unless you want, unless you want me to include it, it's up to you. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Really... I don't. I don't care. The ratings are going to another. Come yeah. on. She oh, was. Fuck it. We will. Okay. <laughs> she was an entertaining old dear at the best of things. Good on her. Best God bless. I know. That. But and then she got. She wanted. She said to dad, she wanted to write bum on the cabin on the skipper's cabin wall. <laughs> so she did. She just. There's a whole fucking list of things that my grandma did. <laughs> so nobody can me. believe. We love them. She was. She was awesome, and she used to take me out drinking from 
I spent most of my childhood in pubs and clubs. No wonder I joined the the Navy when I grew up. That's a good point, yeah. Home from home. Anyway. She's brought me up well. That's like... Yeah. And you seem quite rounded now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. And on that note... Go on. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Include or or don't include? I don't care. It depends how much... Yeah, okay, go with it. It depends how much editing you need to do. But yeah, I'm fine with Somebody it. Somebody gold, there's got to be. Okay, fine. Yeah, that is, <laughs> you've gone, okay. you've gone to do that. That's been the best part of it. <laughs> if we started ah. that question, this would been a whole different pod. <laughs> oh, she would have adored the fact that everybody likes her for that. Oh, bless you, ah. Please dedicate thought... this pod to your nan. That'd be brilliant, Jack. <laughs> yep. I still, yeah, want to know the, I still want to know the, the genre. I'm, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Well, if well, I thought... I just that... imagine a lot of hair. Uh, yeah, I and hairspray. Yeah, and I'm I might not talking ask on, my... on people's heads either. <laughs> <laughs> Gents, I will take your word for it because this Thanks is way much. out of my comfort zone. She wasn't there for very long. I'm just um, imagining. Um, I could ask my father. I'm not talking to my parents at the moment, but I'll ask them when we're back on speaking terms. Excellent. Nice one. Look forward to it. Okay, and on that note, um, thank you, Bex. <laughs> thank you thank very you. much. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, and thank you in particular, Jess, for making your debut. Uh, absolute um, pleasure. The future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Glory, glory, hallelujah.